When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But NFL Live camps are open. There's Patrick Mahomes arriving at Chiefs camp. He's got the Monarchs throwback. That is fresh right there. And by the way, Devontae Adams in the same division as Patrick Holmes. Patrick Mahomes. You're going to hear from him and his quarterback, Derek Carr. They go all the way back to their college days. Carr took the podium for the first time during training camp earlier today. The Ravens haven't yet opened up camp officially, but you see Lamar Jackson is already in the building this week. The big question is, could a contract for him be coming up? Next, what a treat we have here is we have Rob Ninkovich in the studio. Say hello, welcome to NFL Live. I'm Field Yates, and then you see our panel, our duo, our dynamic duo, Robert Griffin III, and of course, Kimberly Martin here for the full hour. And you may have heard that yesterday, Kyler Murray became like rich, rich. And he spoke for the first time moments ago since he signed a new deal. Take a listen to what he had to say. Three years ago, we were all in here. Uh, after getting drafted, it was a one of the best days of my life. Um, and today, three years from here, uh, from there, um, you know, signing extension. Um, for me, man, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of great individual things, but uh, again, for me, the goal is to win championships. And I feel like, like I said, this is the start. I mean, I think uh, with a lot of the reps and experiences that I've, I've been able to um, go through these past three years will help me uh, help bring along all the, you know, the rest of my guys. I wasn't really too worried about the negotiations or you know, what they discuss uh, behind closed doors. Um, anybody close to me you know, will tell you, you know, uh, all I care about is winning and all I care about is going to work and working hard. So um, that was my focus. All right, so with that big contract comes big expectations, especially in the second half of the season. Look at Kyler Murray's career so far. The Cardinals have struggled after November 1st. Murray has lost almost a full yard per attempt in that span, and his total QBR has taken a pretty dramatic hit, as you see there as well. So, Nick, as we start a conversation again on day two of the Murray contract negotiations, or Murray contract discussions, I should say, considering what he's done so far in the NFL, how much pressure is there on Kyler now that he has this deal that makes him one of the richest players the league has ever seen? A lot. He's got a lot of pressure on him. So, listen, <laughs> he's going to have to win. He's going to have to win now. He's going to have to put this team in position to win a division. He's going to have to win a playoff game. I mean, you don't just pay somebody that kind of money and expect, ah, you know, maybe we'll be like 500. It's not a big deal. You got to win. You got to win now. And there's no excuses. You, you can't say, oh, you know, they got other things going on with a contract. He's got a contract now. So yeah. now he's got to go out there. He's got to lead his team. He's got to be the best quarterback for this team for a long time to come. And he's got to win now. Yeah, I think that's exactly why they paid him the money that they did. And Kyler kind of hit the nail on the head when he said he's had some great individual accomplishments. He has. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to start his first three years and have 70 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing. But he hasn't had the team accolades that he's really searching for. And, yes, he says he's all about winning. And guess what? He won in this contract negotiation slightly with Hugh Degala fully guaranteed. But, hey. $230.5 million and $160 million guaranteed isn't anything to be mad about. But for Kyler Murray, when you saw the graphic of how he fell or how he falls off after December 1st, it really just comes down to he's got little legs and them things get tired. 
Cliff Kingsbury's got to find a way <laughs> to get more out of the rest of their roster, not including Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And I think they have that chance early in the year with D-Hop being suspended for the first six games. Yeah, guys, the 160 million guaranteed is a big number, but the seven and 15 that Field was just showing on the screen, that is, those are also huge numbers. And that's part of the equation here when you talk about November to January and what we can expect to see from Kyler and this team. An NFL GM, uh, an NFL GM yesterday texted me, what has he done to be behind only Aaron Rodgers and ahead of Mahomes and Josh Allen when it comes to how much he makes a year? And his response was nothing. And that's sort of what the rest of some people in the league feel. Like, he hasn't proven that he deserves that much money. Now, I am all for guys getting paid. The question is, can Kyler make the guys around him better? We have no doubts about his individual talent. But to be a champion, that involves an entire team and being a leader of that group. Well, I think Kimberly teed it up nicely, Nink. Is Kyler a quarterback? that in your <laughs> eyes can take a team to new heights because when you sign for the second richest contract ever in terms of yep. guaranteed money and average annual value, I think the expectation is you're a quarterback that's good enough to win a championship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that answer because mm. if I was in that position of having to pay him that contract, I would want to see more from him. I would want to see more production. Right. I would want to see him in November and Sounds December. Sounds like more of a no than a yes it's, to me. It's a no. It's okay. a no. I, I wouldn't have paid him that much money. <laughs> I wouldn't have paid him after three years, yeah. especially you look at, you know, look at the top five quarterbacks, what they're making per year. You know, they're throwing for 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns, 50 yeah. touchdowns, crazy numbers. And at this point, he's only the highest he's ever thrown for is 3,700 yards. I know that's great for three years, yeah. but again, I need to see more and I also need to see this team win more. In case there are people out there that are like, hold on now, Nick, let me show you a little something about Kyler Murray's excellence. We are here to try to convince you and other naysayers. Let's take a look at top three Kyler Murray plays. Here he is using his own legs. He's scrambling, extends the play, scrambles to the right to avoid a sack, then cuts back left. He shoots two defenders and then finds a way to throw the ball to Rondell Moore down the field. That was week one of last year. That was good enough for a first down. This guy's like Mighty Mouse out there with his legs. And I don't know what his Madden rating is for speed, but he is very fast. Week 15, 2019, as a rookie, Kyler Murray takes the run to the left himself. He's finding holes here and right, left and right. Then he's off to the race, isn't he? Goodbye. He's very fast. Yes, he's very fast. He's, he's very shifty. He is very shifty. I think you might have had a chance to catch him in a open it's a, I'm a, more of an angle guy. I'd have, to, I'd yeah, have to get on the angle. Not that's your straight a, line speed. That yeah, was good for 35 line. yards right there. And then finally, how about this? A clutch throw. Y'all remember this play. Hale Murray, 2020, week 10 against the Bills. They're mm -hmm. down by four points with two seconds left to go. 43 yards away. What does he do? Throw it up. What do the Bills not do? Knock it down. It's a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. The Cardinals win 32 26. And perhaps the best highlight of Kyler Murray's career came earlier today as during his press conference when he's addressing the media. Who do you see right there? <laughs> bottom left of your screen. Swoosh. Kyler's adorable, awesome, very good doggo. And that's how you know life is good. My dad's up there talking about $230.5 million, <laughs> and I'm just here chilling. Life is good. Free bones for life for Swoosh. He is great. Let's take a look at where Kyler's contract stacks up relative to other quarterback contracts around the league. This is in terms of most guaranteed money. Number two, still $70 million shy of, of course, Deshaun Watson, which brings us to Lamar Jackson, who could get paid. And up to this point, Lamar Jackson, when you factor in the fifth-year option he's slated to play on right now, will have made $32.8 million 
for the first five years of his career. There's one person on this set that knows Lamar Jackson extremely well. That, of course, would be Robert Griffin III, who played alongside Lamar for a few years in Baltimore. What do you make of what this means for Lamar Jackson? And if you were Lamar right now and he asked you for some advice, what would be yours to him? Oh, my advice to Lamar Jackson right now would be keep doing what you're doing because every day that passes by, the number goes up. Earlier this offseason, I was like, okay, you know, maybe the $230 million guarantee that Deshaun Watson got would be enough for Lamar. Uh-uh-uh. Not after that Kyler Murray deal. Now Lamar's <laughs> looking at about a six-year, $325 million deal. Fully guaranteed. Ooh. That's what he should be thinking about. But what Lamar's doing right now, he is simply focusing on football. He's letting all of us talk about the money and paper watch and all the other stuff because he knows it doesn't matter what happens on that field. He's going to get paid by the Ravens or by somebody else. So all he has to do is go out and focus on winning a Super Bowl. And I think he's doing it the right way. Guys, I do not know when Lamar Jackson will put pen to paper. What I do know is that the Ravens are sick of me. They are sick of me bothering them, asking them what's going on, what's the latest, because unfortunately for the rest of us talking about this, as of right now, nothing seems to have changed. They want to pay Lamar. Lamar wants to be in Baltimore. But Lamar is focused, as RG3 is saying, is focused on getting better and focused on winning a Super Bowl there, and he's confident that he can do it. So one of these days, on a random Tuesday, I totally picked the team tweeting it out casually like oh yeah yeah he's back and he's under contract forever yeah so if I'm Lamar <laughs> you really can't see me right now but if I was Lamar I'd back up I'd put my feet up I'd have my hands back feet up on the table <laughs> I'd open a paper up I'd be just really relaxed you know like hey this thing just keeps going up and up and up I'd just be chilling getting ready for the season of course but again every single time a quarterback gets paid it just keeps going up. So Lamar, he's looking at, it, he's like, yeah. I'm the, I'm the MVP here. Look yeah. what I did. Look what I've done. And I'm telling you, he, he needs to get paid more than what Kyler Murray just got. He should be the number one paid quarterback yeah. in my eyes. Fifty point three million dollars would be the mark he has to clear. And you know who agrees with Ninko? Jake Hall, who took to Twitter and said Lamar Jackson deserves that Murray money plus plus. Lamar Jackson, not too long ago, quote tweeted that, said, my boy, with a pair of 100 emojis. So apparently Lamar does have his eyes on money that surpasses Kyler Murray. Sounds like he's got a pretty deserving case. Hey, next on NFL Live, the Patriots coaches app has been announced. No offensive or defensive coordinator. What does it mean for Mac Jones? And find out why our resident Patriot, Nink, doesn't think it's that big of an issue. Plus, tight end new took place earlier this month. We got deep into what it means and how it helped for and growth. It's a lot of self-reflection and a lot of really self-awareness and honesty to say, you look slow as shit. you got to figure out why. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? 
When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. I could just Xerox you a copy of the game plan. You can send it over to Kansas City. I don't know. Every day is a work day. Every time we get the ball, they get the ball. Every time they get the ball, we get the ball. Yeah, I've already covered this. We try to score in every game. I know that's probably hard to understand, but... Master Bill, but I love it. So the Patriots updated the titles of their assistant coaches on Thursday, and amongst the notable details was that the team will not have an offensive or defensive coordinator this season. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge will work with the offensive line and quarterbacks. So offensive assistant also added to their title. We think they're both going to play a prominent role within the offense. So, Nick, this isn't exactly new for the Patriots. Bill never been big on titles, but they do need to develop Mac Jones in his second year. On a 1-10 to 10 scale, what's your level of concern with him and working with this new coaching staff dynamic? I mean, look, what, what, what do we want to do here, Phil? You want me to... You're great in studio. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> what, do, what, do, what do you want me to do here, Phil? Just forfeit 17 games? Oh, uh, man. It's a three. It's a three. I'm not yeah, concerned. About fair. I'm, not, I'm not concerned here. Listen, okay, Bill Belichick's the head coach. He's mm-hmm. going to be the one at the top. Everything else is going to go from underneath that, and he's going to make sure that things are in the right place. He's going to run the offense he wants to run. We're going to run a different look offense. Usually you see a fullback in their style of offense. I don't think we're going to see that this year. So, again, Matty P. Matty P has had experience on the offensive side of the football. Joe Judge has done that as well. Special teams, defense, you name it. So, I'm not panicking here like everyone else is panicking. Oh, they need a quarterback guru. They need an offensive guru. <laughs> they got the head coach that's going to make sure that they're in the, in the right spot. So, this team's going to be just fine. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year, actually. Yeah, Nick, I'm with you. I'm not concerned at all. My, it would be a one for me if that. Since we had to go one to ten, I'll give it a one. I think Bill Belichick is literally just trying to have a little bit of an edge when it comes to defenses game planning their offense. Every offensive coordinator I've ever worked with and defensive coordinator I've played against has a stick. Something that you know, like this is a massive tendency of what they're going to do on third and long, on first down. When they get past the 50, you know this call is coming. Well, by Bill Belichick not naming an offensive coordinator, nobody's going to know. But you know who does know? Mac Jones. He knows who's calling the plays. He knows who's going to be in his ear day in and day out, down in and down out, 
And that's really all that matters. It, it might be worrisome for the pundits out there who want to predict everything and want to have security and knowing that this guru is going to be handling everything, but that's not the case. Mac Jones' development is handled not just by one guy. It's the entire coaching staff. And that coaching staff is led by Bill Belichick, and he's earned the right for us to trust him. I am shocked that I actually am in agreement with Robert and Robert. Like, I am, I am literally <laughs> shocked right now because if, if Matt Patricia or Joe Judge were the head coach of this team, I'd be ringing alarm bells. I'd be sounding alarms. I'd be like, okay, it's a 10 for me. But because they have shown that they, when given full reign, they cannot create a winning culture on their own and cannot develop QBs on their own. However... Bill Belichick is still running the team, and there's three reasons not to not to panic about this. The head coaches we talked about, Bill Belichick, Mac Jones as a rookie had one of the most impressive seasons as a rookie. They made the playoffs, and their schedule. When you look at their schedule, they could literally start five and two, six and two. So I'm not really concerned about the the differentiation between who does what. They're all in this together, and Mac Jones is at the center of it. Yeah, and not to mention, as, as you just mentioned, Kimberly. Mac Jones is really good. The guy was awesome last year as a rookie. He's and good. should expect yeah, him to be yeah. even better yeah. in his second yeah. season. All right, time now for a little read and react. We start in Las Vegas where quarterback Derek Carr spoke just a little while ago on the Raiders' expectations this season with their new weapon in Devontae Adams. Look, nobody expectation, who cares? Like, nobody cares. You know, like, at the end of the day, they could say, you got all these – that crap don't matter. You know, we have to go play the football games. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's honestly how I feel. I just got to be more honest. I just got to start speaking my mind. And as I'm getting older, I just say what I want to say, you know. And so my real answer is the expectation, all that kind of stuff, who says it, honestly, it doesn't matter. All right, so Kimberly, it's a really tough AFC West. But what are we going to be saying about the Raiders at the end of the season? Yeah. I think we're actually going to be surprised by the Raiders. A, a few days ago, Derek Carr was talking about how no one's paying attention to us, nobody's giving us a chance, and I'm, I'm buying what the Raiders are selling right now. Earlier today on First Take, Robert Griffin III told me that Devontae Adams was Aaron Rodgers' get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, guess what? That get-out-of-jail-free card is now in Las Vegas, and Derek Carr, his life is a lot easier with his buddy in town. Wow, look at you guys just making TV magic all day. Ninko and I just do. I guess I just did one show today. What a slacker I am. Let's go to Pittsburgh where second-year running back Najee Harris wants all the touches. Take a listen to what he had to say on the Rich Eisen Show. Dude, I told them every every game, I was like, man, look, if this is the way to winning, I can carry the load. You know, I, I train to carry loads. You know what I mean? It's not something that I haven't done before. I did in college, high school, you know what I mean, NFL. It was a long streak where, you know, it was a, someone was saying, like, if I have 25 carries, then, you know, we're undefeated. You know what I mean? So, okay, this is our identity right here. So let's keep this going on. Let's, let's keep this going. So, man, listen, if I get 500 carries, as long as, it's, as we win in, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Robert, so a, a lot of carries for Najee Harris, but can he carry the Steelers to the playoffs? Yes, he can, and he said it, not me. He said he can carry the load. Najee Harris is a special back, and in case you forgot, it seems like he's ready to remind everybody, but it's going to be on that offensive line, which is a major question for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they need that O-line to own the trenches, give the ball to Najee Harris so it relieves pressure off of either Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, or the future of their franchise, Kenny Pickett. I think Najee Harris can do it. There you go. Finally, happy 27th birthday to Zeke Elliott. Three-time Pro Bowl enters 
his seventh NFL season already. Wow. And the Cowboys are looking to bounce back after another early playoff exit. So, Nick, let me ask you this. Do you think that Zeke, we keep talking about running backs carrying teams, mm. but do you think he can be a three down back that can help carry this Cowboys offense that all of a sudden doesn't look quite as explosive in the passing game? I don't think so. And last year when I watched him play, he lost a little, a little juice there. Mm. He lost a little burst. And there's a guy named Tony Pollard that's right behind him that when he touches the football, you're like, wow, he's got it. He's yeah. got a little bit of that spark. So he's going to be a, a vital piece to this team. But I think at 27 years old, seven years in the league, He's, he's had a lot on his plate for a long time now. So it's time for him to kind of mix it up a little bit. They got a two-back backfield set there where they're going to have two backs kind of carrying the load together. If you just have him do everything, I think he'll probably run out of steam a little bit. So he's going to have to rely on that other back in the, in the room with him. Yeah, well, sometimes it feels like a little bit stubborn when they're so reliant on Zeke Elliott versus Tony Pollard, but perhaps a bit more balance prevails mm-hmm. in Dallas this year. Hey, Madden's top ten quarterback rankings – are out. They're the usual suspect. You know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. But beyond that, oh, we've got some things to discuss. You will not want to miss it. Here's the next UFC fight night tomorrow from O2 Arena in London with our heavyweight main event, number four ranked American Curtis Blades and number six ranked Englishman Tom Aspinall highlights the stacked card. The prelims start at noon Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, followed by the main card at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific on ESPN+. Last night was a good night. As the Rams unveiled their Super Bowl 56, is that correct? i got, I got to get better at math and Roman numerals ring on <laughs> Thursday night. The shape of the Super Bowl ring mimics architectural and design elements at SoFi Stadium. The .23 carats of the diamonds on the columns represents the 23 points scored in the Super Bowl. Pretty sweet there. Not a lot of bling. A lot of bling. Um, Nico, you got a couple of rings. Any yeah. ring night ceremony memories? Well, I mean, it's a great time. Everyone's having a good time. But yeah. the, the, the back to the ring thing. Are we, are they, pretty soon they're going to wind them up and then like the trophy's <laughs> going to pop up and then it's going to yes. go back down. Like it has a removable top. All I can think about, all I can think about is my three-year-old saying, Daddy, and have, my, have the ring. And then the, the sofa, is, the stadium's gone. The stadium top's gone. Where's the stadium? I don't know. And then he points to the toilet or something. You're like, oh, no. Now we got to rip up. We got we to gotta find it. So, yeah, it's beautiful. The ring is beautiful. But, oh, yeah, it's a pretty ring. It's similar. They're similar. You know, it's, what was that, our fourth? Then we had the fifth. <laughs> no sunroof on that one. Yeah, that, that's like the no panoramic view. Yeah. You know, you, I get the sense she'll like stay going to stay open air. That's huh? the second one. That's, yeah. So that's fun. You know, congrats. <laughs> the second one. QBs. Sorry. Let's get to the QBs. Oh, all right, let's talk QBs. All right, you want to talk about quarterbacks? We will talk about quarterbacks as Madden NFL 23 has released his top 10 quarterbacks. Who are the top 10? I'm glad you asked. Coming in at number 10 overall, we were just talking about him, the reigning Super Bowl champion. That is Matthew Stafford, who has the fourth best pro power rating in this year's game. He's an 85 80. overall. We'll talk about that one. I don't like just that one. a little bit. Matthew Stafford is Super Bowl champ. A former unanimous NFL MVP comes in at number nine. His name is, of course, Lamar Jackson, the fastest quarterback in Madden NFL 23. His speed rating comes in at a 96. That's like top 12 
in the entire game. He is pretty impressive. Well, at least he's top 10. I mean, in other rankings, he wasn't even top 10. Uh, a good like, point. what are we doing? Get him on the list. Top 10. Russell Wilson, number 8 at 87 overall. His pocket presence and ability to keep the play alive has made him one of the best quarterbacks in the game. He has a new team this year. Now I, missed too. It. I missed him a few times. He's mm-hmm. very shifty. Yeah, he is quite shifty. Hey, we're going to get to the youth movement here in a minute. Is at number 7, we've got a 24-year-old gunslinger. That, of course, being Justin Herbert, who's the youngest quarterback on this list. One of only two quarterbacks that for more than 5,000 yards last season. Not far behind him is number six on this list, or not far in front of him, I guess I should say. Dak Prescott, 89 overall, who ranks third in this year's game in terms of throw under pressure category. Interesting slotting there for Dak Prescott, who was playing great prior to a calf injury last season. A big, big year for Joe Burrow continues as he is now 90th overall in terms of his Madden rating. He has the highest accuracy rating on mid-range passes in Madden NFL 23. This guy was the toast of the town of the NFL for much of late last season. Number four, Ninko. This guy might be too low. Josh Allen, 92 overall. He's the top throw power rating coming in at a 99. He's a big boy. He's a big, strong quarterback. He can make every throw on the run, in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a real deal. He's a beast. He's like your size, and he plays quarterback. Yeah, he would number three. Throw me, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> nah, you throw him back. The Chiefs' quarterback has the top throw on the run rating in Madden NFL 23. He makes some crazy throws that nobody could even forecast coming. No Tyreek Hill this year. A new look Chiefs offense, of course. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Top two, not going to surprise anybody. Reigning back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers. 96 overall. He's top four in each of the throwing accuracy quarterbacks, also ranking second in throwing on the run. And I'm trying to think, who do you think will be number who, one? Who's who's not on the – must be uh, my old teammate, Tom Brady. Oh, it's hey. your old teammate, Tom Brady, who has a 99 rating in the play-action pass category and holds a top spot in deep throw accuracy. He's got a 99 ranking in handsomeness. Who knew uh, they had a handsomeness category? I'm, just, I'm uh, jealous of his hair. Looks good. That's a good point. I'm just kidding. That's actually not a real category, but he would have a 99 <laughs> in case anybody was wondering. Here's a little pop quiz for you, Robert. What was your highest rating ever in Madden? Do you know? Ooh, I'm going to say my highest rating was an 87, but it didn't matter because once the game came out, I just boosted all my stats to 99 anyway. Wow. Oh, okay, <laughs> first of all, great strategy right there. Second of all, you undersold yourself. You were an 89. 89 one year. Ooh, you came into okay. the league at an 83, too. Before you even played a game, you're already an 83, and you let the NFL world on fire as a rookie. I would have put you at the 99 club. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the current top ten, even if Robert is, of course, always in my own top ten. But number ten, Kimberly, was Matthew Stafford, 85 Mm -hmm. overall. Your thoughts on the matter? Honestly, what more does Matthew Stafford have to do to get some respect? The man literally just won a Super Bowl. Why is he, why is Dak Prescott at six? Why is Dak Prescott ahead of him? Once I got to six, I just want to throw this whole list away because I think the criteria, it just seems arbitrary because if it's based on stats only, then Aaron Rodgers, the two-time MVP, should be one. So I don't know what happened. I was okay with the list for a little bit, but then the rest of it, throw it away. 
Hey, man, Kimberly's got, she's got a point there. If you're the, the two-time MVP back-to-back, you should be number one on the list. But it, what it seems like they did is they just took all the stats, right, from last year and said, boom, here's the best quarterbacks because there's no way that Patrick Mahomes automatically just vanishes from the 99 club after being in there for one year. And how does Lamar <laughs> Jackson go from the 99 club to the 87 club? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You got Justin Herbert, a guy who hasn't won a playoff game, and then Dak Prescott, who hasn't had much playoff success, ahead of guys that have played much better. And yeah, Matthew Stafford did lead the league in interceptions, but dang, come on, man. He, he, he got a ring on his finger. He got to be what? at least a 90. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Kimberly on this one. They should have taken Dak and just swap that. You swap. You put Dak down and you bring Matt up because he's the champion. He won the Super Bowl. Come on. With you. And then the number one, Tom, Tom Brady. So you look at the stats. Of course. Okay. The one-two, I have no issue with the one-two. No issue with the one-two. You could have you could have Aaron Rodgers Shocking. at one. You could have Tom Brady at two. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It's when you, the six and below, <laughs> I got a little issue with that. Yeah. I got a little news for you guys. Matthew Stafford, maybe an 85 overall in Madden. He signed a $160 million extension this offseason. He won a Super Bowl. Yep. He also joined Instagram mm-hmm. earlier today. I think things are looking pretty good these days in the Stafford household. So I'm sure he'll be okay with that 85 rating, all things considered. Hey, coming up, Robert tells us how tight ends create matchup nightmares that receivers and running backs don't and why that's so important to the quarterback. Dallas Clark, he agrees. And no one likes us, right? Receiver takes. We take their touchdowns. We take their catches. You know, running backs, they're, you know, they're running backs. They're offense line, they're jealous. We go out and, you know, get attention. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> I am the people's tight end. Can you smell what the nuts talking? I'm here for the people. I'm gritty. I'm blue collared. Nope. What's up, baby? Bring them both. What makes George so much different than all the other tight ends? It's his personality. You see Jimmy G's chin line? Holy cow. Hey, fuck that for me. George Kittle gives the people what they want. And in June, he gets all the tight ends from across the NFL together for the annual Tight End University. It's grown to over 80 tight ends this year, and they let us go all access inside their training and their classes. Two of the best to ever play the position, Greg Olson and Dallas Clark, they join in as well.
football's not everything. It can't be. That's bull****. It's important. And if it's not an everyday obsession to master your craft, I'm talking to the most minute detail, you're never going to be great. And you hear a person talk with that type of love and emotion for something that you share that same love and emotion for, it gets the people going. The biggest like, message that I would give you guys is there's doing things and then there's doing things to the maximum builds. And it will wear you out and it will break you down. You get one shot at it. This camp unites the bond of this fraternity and to be asked to come here to be a part of it and, and shed, you know, just a few words of wisdom. It really kind of makes you feel good and hopefully you can help that next generation. Last year we had 50 guys that wanted to come and it kind of became bigger than we ever imagined and now here we are in year two and we have over 80 guys here. So it's just a, a really cool two and a half days where guys can rub shoulders and pick the brains of some of the best guys at that position. They're passionate about it, you know what I'm saying? And, and no one likes us, right? It's either chaos. We take their touchdowns, we take their catches. You know, running backs, they're, you know, they're running backs. They're offense line, they're jealous. We go out and, you know, get attention, but no one really likes us, right? So we gotta take care of ourselves. Yeah. Dallas is however many years removed from the game and he's still juiced up, ready to go. Don't become, I'm a blocker, I'm a pass catcher. We're, clip, we're just clipping that inside shoulder pad. The important lesson I took from them is just the plan that you have to have from a snap to snap basis. What is your approach when you get to the line of scrimmage? Is it, I'm gonna run 10 yards and make a right? Or is it, hey man, my first thing's first. How am I getting off the line of scrimmage? I know where my near threat on the defensive line is. I know how I'm coming off the ball. There is an approach and a mastery of how you play this game. And it's exhausting, it's hard, but you have no choice. It's so much deeper than just, you know, knowing the play and like, okay, I run a 10 yard out route and how do I execute this in a way that moves against a defense that's always changing. I think the best thing that I got from it was really when Dallas was talking about going up and getting a ball on third down, you can just kind of hear the passion. You don't have that, like, freaking, that's my ball. Do we? You need to do a little internal thinking and, and, and you know, turn <laughs> work on that. That's, that's what we want. That's who you want to, that's who you should want to be. You're going to lie to me. you jump inside. Right? It's a lot of self-reflection. and a lot of really self-awareness and honesty to say, you look sluggish. You gotta figure out why. Everything about tight end you in my mind is really reassuring what I'm doing is the right way. Because there's always that little bit of doubt of, oh, what did the greats do? That whole transition of throwing the upper body into it, use your levers, man. Travis Kelsey, George, Darren Waller, just being able to learn from guys like that, pick their brain, that's kind of what makes this week really special. I'm 37, I'm done. It doesn't last forever. Make the most of every single thing you do with that mindset of nothing's ever good enough. Unfortunately, we don't have any former tight ends on our set today. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, they made me do it. 
No, well, no, no, no. They, they forced me. They Wait, forced what? me to do it. A little flashback Friday time for you. <laughs> Who's this oh, man? Oh. Why did I mean, that? I mean, no, no, bring the play back. Oh, oh, it's it's an easy, that's an easy throw. It's an easy catch. Who I mean, was that? I'm your center. That, that was Kyle Orton. That's our guy, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton yeah. all the way back in 2004. Look at I our mean, guy, that was Nico. Easy. That was an easy throw. You are not supposed to be humble on the win I went to Purdue as a tight end, and that was just a good pass rusher. They moved me over. No one was Expecting him to catch the ball, so they left him wide open. Nice job, exactly, Nick. exactly. Did you ever drop a pass during your college career? Nope. See? I'm two for two. That's I'm right. Two for two. Two, two touchdowns. But anyway, I, I wouldn't say I'm part of the club that, that doesn't like tight ends because I was like told to make sure I didn't like tight ends. So, but I like tight ends now. Of I love, course, I love you love everyone. tight ends. You and everyone. Gronk went at it for years. Yes, we did. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a moment. But I want to ask Robert first. You know, you played the quarterback position. No one appreciates a good tight end more than right. a quarterback. How does a great tight end transform what the offense can do? Well, a great tight end transforms the offense in multiple ways. One, it creates mismatches. There are far more great cover corners than there are great cover safeties and linebackers. Two, it gets you in personnels where they don't know whether you're going to run the ball or throw the ball. 12 personnel, they call it, when you got two tight ends on the field. You bring one in, you can run it, line up in the backfield at fullback, line them both in, wing, in the wing positions in line and run the ball, or you can split them out wide and throw the ball. And then three, Tight ends are a quarterback security blanket. They can own the middle of the field. It's why I would rather have a top tight end like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski than a top wide receiver. Because when you double the interior of a tight end with a linebacker, a safety, or a corner, it opens up the outside lanes. When you don't have that guy can, that can stretch the field down the middle, they can double-team your number one wide receiver outside, and you have nowhere to go with the ball. Quarterbacks love a great tight end because it makes us feel secure. We can make those shorter throws and move the chains. <laughs> a good tight end is hard to find, yeah. Nick. You played against one for a long time during yeah. practice. That, of course, being Gronk. What was it like trying to cover him? Uh, impossible. Let's just let's just put it that way. I remember when, when Rob was drafted, I was in you know my third year. I'm in New England. I'm trying to cover this kid. I'm like, look, this guy's 6'6". He's got a wingspan way bigger than mine. And if I had good coverage, it didn't matter because Tom was that good. He'd put it in a spot where nobody could really, nobody could defend it. So, again, the combination of Rob and Tom is what was so special because you have a quarterback that understands everything he's looking at. And then he has a guy that's a freak of nature. And then on top of it, he can block. He was one of the hardest guys to go against every single day because he was big, strong, physical. And then on top of it, he could run a route and beat your best safety or your best corner at that, that good. Yeah, you know, I, I think with, with the tight ends, Think about it. Like, even the Jets, like, going out with for Zach Wilson. Like, this whole offseason was about making his job easier, right? They bring in C.J. Uzama from Cincinnati. They bring in another tight end. That's to ensure that Zach Wilson, he's good. I think when we look at the Bucks and we're wondering, well, is Gronk coming back? Like, what are the Bucks' chances without Gronk? It's because of that chemistry. It's because of that safety blanket. And I think it just makes life a lot easier for some of these young quarterbacks. And we've talked about the youth movement in this quarterback room. Like, these guys rely on big body weapons. And they just got so much swag and personality. Like, that's why it's one of the best positions. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. No, no. I, I hear what you're tight saying, great. Kimberly. And by the way, I'm not sure any tight end has more swag than Travis Kelsey which is a great way to remind you that coming up here at NFL Live, his teammate, Nicole Hardman, has some big shoes to fill with Tyreek Hill. Moving on to another team 
But Miko Hardman is not afraid of the pressure of his new role. I learned from him. You know what I'm saying? I learned everything from him. I wish him the best of luck as well because he's going to do the same thing at Miami. So, but I feel like I can take the top off too. I can do that too. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game with the season right around the corner. Get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. So the Chiefs are amongst the teams to make notable moves of the offseason when they traded away Tyreek Hill in a blockbuster trade to fetch the massive draft capital. 2022 marked the first season that Patrick Holmes will play without arguably the best deep threat in the league. Chiefs fourth-year wideout Michael Hardman weighed in on New Look's Chiefs offense earlier today on First Take. It really elevates us to the next level because now not only are you just trying to worry about one person or, you know, Travis, you know, Tyreek, you got to worry about four or five people. You just can't key in here, key in there because now we got so many pieces that can just change the game. And when y'all have this debate of best receiver in the league, I don't understand why Tyreek's name is not at the top. Tyreek literally make people change their defense. He's gone. If a defense feel like they can come and play man-to-man -man or stay at 10 yards, I'm going to go right by you. I never could show that because I have that guy in front of me, which I had no problem with. I learned from him. You know what I'm saying? I learned everything from him. I wish him the best of luck as well because he's going to do the same thing at Miami. So, But I feel like I can take the top off too. I can do that too. All right, so Robert, I'll ask you this. How much of a drop-off will the Chiefs have after losing Tyreek Hill? I don't think they'll have a drop-off at all. I think really? they will actually be better because they're going to be more efficient. Less prolific, more efficient. And I was just jumping for joy sitting there listening to me, Cole Hardman, talk. During, on first take, he was there with me, Kimberly, and Bart Scott. And he was fulfilling everything that I was saying about the Chiefs. They have three, four, <laughs> five guys now. Instead of just having Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, they got Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scantling. They brought in Sky Moore in the draft. And they brought back Josh Gordon. So Miko sitting there, he's like, this is my opportunity to step up and be that guy that I know I can be. He can take the top off the defense. He ain't lying. If you play man coverage, they're going to embarrass you. So I look at this situation and I say, go play that cover two. Go play that two-shell defense and try to slow us down. Now they've got three, four, five options underneath for Patrick Mahomes to go out and just dish the ball off. It's going to make him have to be more efficient and not just try to use that get-out-of-jail-free card that Tyreek Hill always was. I don't know if I agree on that one. Listen, I, I, Robert, I, 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 I respect, I respect your opinion, but it's hard. You can't replace Tyreek Hill. You can't go out and find a guy to, that does what he can do in a short area with his quickness. And listen, you could put two guys on him, and he still can win. So again. Yes, they're going to have to spread the ball around. There's going to have to be other people that step up to try and fill a role because there's going to be a hole in this offense. Somebody's going to have to try to fill that hole. You're not going to replace Tyreek Hill. You can't replace him. He's just that special. So what are they going to have to do? Somebody mm -hmm. else is going to have to step up. Travis is going to have to step up. But I don't, I don't see them as a better offense without Tyreek Hill. I just don't. I don't. You, you know what I loved about that clip? Nicole literally it broke down why we all were mouths open, mouths dropped when that Tyreek Hill to Miami news broke because he outlined why he was so special in this offense, why he's such a dynamic skill player. But 
how much he's talking about Tua down in Miami and, and his balls and all that and the throws. I think the Chiefs, I trust Andy Reid and I trust Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But also Juju, Marquez, like Nicole, they each have something to prove. This is a team that can come out and say, you know what, in this AFC West where everybody's talking about the Broncos and the Chargers and their upgrades, we are still the team to beat in this division. This division comes through us, and certainly the AFC Conference, they're trying to host that game and win that game and get to the Super Bowl. And I think they have the pieces and a lot of guys who have something to prove. Robert, I want to go back to what you said about this offense maybe even being better without Tyreek Hill. Does that mean that you believe the Chiefs are the AFC West favorites, and it's not that close. Because if they're getting better and they've already won the division seven straight times, seemingly eight would be in play. Yeah, I think, they, I think they're the, the top of the AFC West easily, right? Uh, six, seven-time reigning AFC West champions. I'm rocking with them. And, Nick, when I'm saying that they'll be better, I'm not saying that Tyreek Hill is not one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver in the league. Mm. I'm saying that Andy Reid, Brett Veach, and the Chiefs understood that Tyreek Hills don't grow on trees. So they didn't try to replace him with one guy. They replaced him with four guys. That gives you more options on offense, <laughs> multiple ways that you can attack a defense, and that's why I think they will be more efficient without Tyreek because Mahomes will not just drop back and launch 50, 60, 70-yard bombs because Tyreek Hill is running down the field. Are they still the favorites in your eyes? Yeah, they're still the, the favorites. They're still the favorites, but the gap is, is paper thin now. I mean, mm. there, there's t- the talent in this division, and you look at what Vegas has done, and you look at what all these other teams have done in that division, it's like, okay, like this is going to be a really fun division to watch, and I can't wait to see who comes out on top yeah. because the, the winner of this division could easily end up the last place um, team in this division as well because of how tight of a race it's going to be. Kimberly, final word on this one. 100%. The Chiefs are the favorite, but everybody else has raised their game, so I think it'll be a yes, lot. Sir. I hope I get a lot of AFC West games. Okay. I would love to see an AFC West game on primetime every single week. Time now for one more thing, and happy birthday to our guy Keyshawn Johnson, 50 years young. And flashback to 1996. How much swag is there right there? That is so much swag from this man. He is a serve of five. How long is that suit jacket? That's a starter jersey. Oh, I love the baggy suits. I love it. We don't bring baggy suits back, huh? Looking like Shaq. Nope. I like it. Yeah, like yeah, with that suit on, man. They may not have hands, though, quite like our guy, Rob Ninkovich. Okay. Look at Ninkovich. Right. Right. Now, 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 now this is overplayed. Okay? It's a little overplayed. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, anyone that went to Notre Dame. I'm back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.